to A Book a Week, the podcast. I'm your host, Molly. Thanks for joining me today. So this is episode 13 of the podcast, and today we'll be reviewing Life of Pi by Jan Martel. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. A Book a Week is a podcast that focuses on books that can be read in a week's time. They are this podcast is mostly an exercise to encourage people to get back into reading because it's very hard nowadays with all the different distractions and um, it can be hard to make it uh, reading a good habit. So this podcast keeps me in check and uh, we have very quick reviews, typically between 15 to 20 minutes, um, suggestions on what to read. So today we will be talking about um, a classic and one of my favorite books. Um, so let's just hop right in. So Life of Pi is a bestseller. It came out in 2001, and it's become like extremely popular since it was published. A 2012 movie uh, adaptation came out. I have not seen it, so that's not as big a factor in my review. Um, but uh, many people have read Life of Pi, and for good reason, too. Um, It's an incredible story of determination, survival, um, and also understanding both humans and animals. So um, I will begin by reading the description on the back cover of the book. Pai Patel, a God-loving boy and the son of a zookeeper, has a fervent love of stories and practices not only his native Hinduism, but also Christianity and Islam. When Pai is 16, his family and their zoo animals immigrate from India to North America aboard a Japanese cargo ship. Alas, the ship sinks, and Pai finds himself in a lifeboat. His only companions are a hyena, an orangutan, a wounded zebra, and a 450-pound Bengal tiger. Soon the tiger has dispatched all but Pai. Can Pai and the tiger find their way to land? Can Pai's fear, knowledge, and cunning keep him alive until they do? Um, <clears throat> so that's the basic premise of the story, is that he is stuck, Pai, this uh, teenager, is stuck on a lifeboat with a massive tiger stranded out at sea after their ship sinks, and he must figure out a way to survive in terms of feeding himself and also to keep the tiger from eating him as a source of food. Um <clears throat> It is an absolutely incredible like premise, uh, and it's definitely, I think, one of the main hooks about this book is just, um, you know, the, the story of survival. Everyone loves a good um, plot, so the plot is alone worth reading this book for. And one thing that's interesting, so uh, Pi grows up um, to begin with, if his family um, owns and runs a zoo, and the first little part of the book um, shares stories about like the different animals, what Pi kind of learns about their behavior, what they're like. So he has insights into animals like that, and that also factors into why, and like animals like these, would even be on the ship that's sinking um, when he's traveling to North America. Um, <clears throat> it's. Uh, because they are transporting some of their zoo animals um, over at the time. Um, and one of the, the things about this story is just the, uh, 
how much the odds are stacked against Pi. Um, it's truly incredible just how much he really has to deal with um, in terms of uh, you know losing his family. His family passes away aboard the ship, um, loses everything he owns. He has no idea if help will be coming to him. And honestly, uh, I'm pretty sure that he spends like the better part of a year um, waiting waiting for some kind of help aboard um, aboard this lifeboat. Um, so I mean, just uh, in, incredible odds stacked against him. Now, uh, this book is definitely, even though he has um, a lot of things that work against him, uh, he uh, he survives. You know, he is able to overcome the adversity. He's able to um, one day live a fulfilling life. In fact, at the beginning. Um, of the of the novel, you realize that he's narrating as an older man and he's reminiscing about the um, the events that happened when he was 16. So he's he eventually makes it to Canada and survives, but having lost everything and having you know um, survived this entire ordeal. Now, one of the really interesting things about this book is <clears throat> when. Um, Pi finally survives, makes it to shore, um, gets help. He tells his story to the authorities, and they can't, they, they don't believe him. It just sounds too incredible, too unrealistic for something like this to have ever happened, that the, the tiger wouldn't eat him during their long ordeal. And Pi ends up telling a different story about um, who uh, everyone represents that the animals and this is a spoiler um, that the animals that were also initially on the lifeboat which are a hyena an orangutan a zebra and of course the tiger whose name is Richard Parker that they are all actually different people um, like the cook and his mother um, and that's honestly more likely the the answer this is these animals represent the people that were on the boat with him and that makes the most sense but in terms of Pi's coping and understanding of the tragedy around him he views everyone as animals and that would mean that Richard Parker the tiger represents Pi um, in a way uh, his potential his hanging on um, by a thread while he's out at sea and um, trying to survive the or ordeal um, and one of the <clears throat> one of the interesting things to note like so it's it's not totally clear whether or not it's the animals versus the people which story is true but um, uh, let's see like when they finally the lifeboat reaches North America um, it's been 227 days uh, as soon as they reach the shore uh, Richard Parker um, the, the tiger disappears into the jungle and he heads off and it leaves um, Pi feeling um, you know sad and distraught that after all this time together the, the tiger takes off so it, it is very likely that the, the 
animal story is not true, but rather is allegory for what really happened and how Hyde um, dealt with everything. And um, the when Pi is telling the story at the end, they um, they realize that the hyena is like the cook, the zebra is like the sailor, and the orangutan is like Pi's mother. Um, so each person has a parallel. Um, one thing that was interesting, um, I, so <clears throat> I had read this book a number of years ago uh, before the movie came out because I knew so many people that were raving about it, you know, just saying how incredible a book it is, and I agree. Um, but I, I, when I reread it, I remembered just how great a uh, novel this is, so highly recommend you read it if you have not already. Um, but I looked it up, I was doing some more reading about Life of Pi, and I didn't realize this, uh, well this is coming straight from Wikipedia, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's citing. Supposedly in 2010, um, then U.S. President Barack Obama wrote a letter directly to the, the novel's author, Jan Martel, and he called Life of Pi an elegant proof of God and the power of storytelling. So, um, it even, it even has, um, you know, uh, former U.S. presidents reading it and praising the work, too. It's had a profound impact. Um, and then, uh, so yes, uh, it, it later on became a, a, um, a movie in 2012 directed by Ang Lee, and it won um, four Academy Awards, including Best Director. So it looks like I probably need to, to watch this movie if I enjoyed the book so much. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it was a, it was definitely a treat to revisit this, revisit this book after there had been some time. Um, and it's, that's another thing that I enjoy about it is that you can reread it time and time again and it still feels fresh. Like it's, you know, some books are so, um, exhausting or overwhelming. You can really only do once and you're like, I have no, no reason to ever read that again. But, uh, Life of Pi holds up over time. You know, it's over 15 years old now. And it is, um, you know, it's kind of like a, in episode two, I reviewed The Alchemist. It's, it's kind of like that in the sense where it's got allegory. It's kind of like a, a parable where, you know, it, it talks about a, a great journey that a young protagonist is going on where he has to overcome adversity. Um, and a lot of people, you know, can relate to something like that, like, um, you know, over, overcoming the odds, surviving, um, and learning about other people, and by doing that, learning about yourself. So Life of Pi is just a, a great, great book um, that you should read. But, yeah. Um, so if you listen today, thank you, thank you. I'm really appreciative for anyone that tunes in, um, taking the time to listen to me. Uh, if I had to rate Life of Pi, I would probably give it a... A 9 out of 10. It's really just a terrific book. Um, and also, number scales are subjective, so I have my own number scale. I would give Life of Pi a 9. And I've, I'm a little bit more picky about giving books, like a 10 out of 10 or 100, you know, things like that. Um, but who knows, over the years I might revisit it and be like, why didn't I give it those extra... Um, that extra boost and just call it a perfect book or anything like that. But um, yes, 
awesome book. And um, thank you for listening today. I will be back next week with another episode. Um, so make sure to tune in then. As always, you can listen to this podcast at www.soundcloud.com slash a book a week podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at, at a book week podcast. We'll post some updates there. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to us, or if you're a writer or publisher and you want your work to be reviewed, um, feel free to email me at, um, a book a week podcast at gmail.com and I will get back to you. So yes, let's reconnect with reading. I will see you next time for another episode and have a great week.